I can say is, right off the bat, is thank God we weren't born into a world where I was a biker and you were a surfer and we couldn't explore our friendship. It'd be so fun to be a surfer, though, because I really want to say cowabunga. So I would like that. I would never get on a motorcycle. <laughs> you wouldn't be a cool rider for Michelle Pfeiffer? I would be Michelle Pfeiffer longing for a cool rider in pink. I wouldn't get on a motorcycle. You know how you came up with Grease 3 as a child? Yes. Maybe Grease 3 is like a crossover universe with Teen Beach Movie 3. I did say they were riding boats in Greece. Yeah, it actually makes a ton of sense. It does switch up my idea of Miss McGee living in the boathouse next door, but it could just be a beach house. It could be with Big Mama and Big Daddy. <gasps> Why were they called that and they were from different worlds? Was They were just supposed to be like similar guiding adult vibes. Wait, Big Mama ran the restaurant. Who's Big Daddy? Big Daddy was her grandpa. Uh, Barry Boswick? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, I didn't bring out my notes. Hold on. <laughs> so just so you know, we're covering teen beach movie my thoughts are completely frantic on this this might be a pretty unintelligible episode mikey just ran to get his notes and i feel like he he's running far he's been gone a long time in my notebook <laughs> what you can't find it you know, i only live in this room oh i put it in my drawer oh i put it in my drawer because it would be easy to find when we started the podcast that totally worked I to get to the easier spot <laughs> 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 do you love that thought process and you're like why did my brain think that yeah it's so wrong i have a whole system where i always put things in the same place like why my high brain because i was high watching this that i think let me move it someplace closer to the <laughs> then i'll know did you like teen beach movie babe i liked it i thought i was gonna love it i liked it there were aspects i loved but i'm with you yeah i didn't not like it but i really thought i was gonna be obsessed with it and i thought it was fun maybe we need to watch teen beach movie too i absolutely think that and in the synopsis is that the people from the movie come into the real world but it's like real world 2009 which is such a time capsule for us oh <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of something that happened to us and I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> I just stared at you dead in the face. <laughs> and went, oh. <laughs> okay, wait. Before we jump in, I did say I was going to start my new segment. You heard it here last. Yeah, you heard it here last. My three stories for this week are, number one, I would like to talk about something from our last episode, Colleen about and I found some new information with her. I saw a lot of crazy things so i would love to hear i watched this one girl i mean this is extreme but she went back and watched every miranda sings video she's doing the lord's work that's like torture and recorded everything that was like <gasps> racist it's like a, a nine-part tiktok series we'd love to have her on the podcast i only got up to part three because i don't have that long of an attention span but uh, let me tell you more shit just keeps coming out yeah and i don't really need to even say it because there's no point of but but it was just characters that were racially insensitive and you know there was like the video of her as beyonce and everyone was like she had blackface and then people yes. were her team came out and was like, no, she did an, an alphabet skit before that and didn't wipe off the green. And that's what that was. I don't know if that's true. I obviously don't know. And that's an interesting response. But I saw that video and I the quality wasn't great, but it didn't look green to me. It did not look green, but the quality was not great. So I was like, oh, is that going to be the end of that? And then, damn, just more stuff keeps coming out more and more and more. And the news that I wanted to tell you is that... If you go to her website and you click on her tour any date, they've all been canceled. When all of this was going down, I went on her website and saw she had tour dates.
States and was kind of surprised. And it seems like she was performing more as herself than necessarily Miranda. I mean, because she would go to a Miranda Sings show, but it's on Miranda Sings website I looked at. Oh, interesting. There are still people who like were into Miranda Sings. This whole thing has really opened my eyes about such a unique subset of fandom in the musical theater world. We should talk to Rachel about this, who's our fangirl expert. People are like, we're diehard about her. I can't believe she could fill a whole show of that same fucking joke. We shall see what happens. I think it's going to keep getting wilder and wilder. Yeah. And she has not posted another video. I didn't know who this woman was two weeks ago. Now I check daily to see if she <laughs> something new because I want to see what the hell is happening with this. Okay. My second news that I don't know if you heard, but they released the boy from Stranger Things, him singing Not While I'm Around from Sweeney <laughs> The way you worded that, I thought they released him from like a cage. I don't know. (laughs) I was shocked. I was like, what? (laughs) They released him? Of his song, him singing, Not While I'm Around. How is it? Listen, I'm going to tell you something. I always talk about those Stranger Things boys because they all kind of annoy me. Something about them. I think they're just, I think it's just that age. Kids are always dead. (laughs) at that age and I just don't trust any of those Stranger Things boys but (laughs) and I talk shit about him but he sounded it was quite beautiful oh I'm into kind of star casting when it's that he was on Broadway young he's quirky he's different like I don't need just like a random dancing with the stars person am I making sense no absolutely sorry not to interrupt but like I think the most brilliant and I'm sure everyone agrees with me star casting recently has been Jinx Monsoon in Chicago who's Jinx Monsoon she won Drag Race season 5 6 and then there was All Stars Drag Race that was all winners and she won that so she's queen of the queens and she's phenomenal she is so fucking funny like I have to send you just random clips of her because you'll be like holy crap this person's talented and she was mom Morton in Chicago their sales were insane they completely sold out some nights like Chicago of all things that's you know they put like real housewives in there and I don't even know that I'm necessarily against that because that real housewife they had she like went to jail or something so I'm kind of like a person who is in trouble with the law in Chicago do you know what I mean like Uh uh-huh I kind of like that. Yeah. If you're going to stunt cast, like, don't make it boring. No, I actually am okay with the stunt casting, but I hate when they always do that thing when whoever's playing Mama Morton, where they're like, it's the big, when you're good to mama. And then before the last note, they're like, if, like when it was Scary Spice, she was like, when you're good to mama, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. No. <laughs> You know they make the road things in there. I hate. I don't remember the that's exactly what it was. And like Wendy Williams said, "How you doing?" I don't know how she. Wendy, (laughs) Wendy's a funny one. I'm okay with that. I can't do how she speaks. I'm not good at imitations, but (laughs) I miss her. I'm that show was everything. I miss her so much. Mm -hmm. I watch her the Statue of Liberty, her falling like (gasps) still pretty frequently. (laughs) (laughs) It was shocking. Her stepping back and the big eyes and collapse. It's so. (laughs) I can't believe it's real. Wait, was I Joey from Friends? How you doing? She doesn't even say how you doing, does she? No, she does. She does too. She and Joey have the same motto, I guess. Yeah, yeah. My Wendy Williams impression was just Joey Tribbiani. How you doing? Yeah, <laughs> how you doing? And she's like, how you doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh my God, we'd love to have her on the show. My third news. Okay, I kind of forgot to do this until a couple of minutes ago. So this <laughs> things I hadn't got in my head. <laughs> but my this was my play, Unnecessary Farce. Oh, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
And I kind of love doing plays now. I think I'm going to try to do plays. That's kind of a huge announcement. This episode's going to go viral. Wow. I'm so excited for you. No, I think I enjoy it more. That makes sense. I'd like to get high and talk about them, but I think I'm overdoing them a little bit. You're overdoing musicals? A little bit, yeah. What play do you want to do most, if you could pick any? I don't know. I just had this idea yesterday, so I haven't figured that out. (laughs) (laughs) I put it on my Instagram story, but one of my favorite reviews, I think the best review I've ever gotten in my entire life, was they called me a bald-headed, cowardly lion (laughs) man-child. You bald-headed bitch. I think they loved you. I think they saw the vision. No, it was very nice. But that's the news. You heard it here last. That's the first I heard some of that. Thank you. Yeah, if you could do it like a any kind of sound after you heard it here last. Like a... Sh- I'm gonna, yeah. Bleep. Any sound. Any sound. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. You could just take that, put it on the end. Yeah. You heard it here last. <laughs> But those are my stories. Some of them were good, right? Some of them were about my life. I love them. <laughs> Speaking of things I learned, the cast of Teen Beach Movie has some very weird connections. Weird little stars pop up in it. I found it fascinating that this lead man, he's like Disney Channel star, but to be honest, that was not my era of Disney. His name is Ross Lynch. Do you know him? Yeah, he was on um, like Sabrina, the Riverdale spinoff. Oh, that's cool. He is mm-hmm. cousins of Julianne and Derek Huff. <gasps> I know the Lannisters, as I call them. They are the Lannisters of Hollywood. They're they're very close with each other. It's a little alarming. Oh, that's <laughs> really true. And they're all blonde. Well, and they're like Mormon, aren't they? Oh, <laughs> this other star. She's a cute Australian actress. I don't really know her. Me neither. But as we go through, there's quite a few like other random awesome people that pop up in this. Yeah, it's a star-studded cast. You can watch us on Disney Plus. It's like a surf montage. Have you ever surfed? Girl, no. <laughs> did you? You probably did. You and Kyle probably do like that all the time. No, I would love to. I'm a little afraid of the ocean when it gets really crazy. When there's big waves, I start to be nervous. So I feel like it's I'm not quite meant for it. But Kyle, of course, can surf because he's just one of those assholes. I mean, he looks like such a surfer type too. You guys should do like surfer. You guys ever role play? You should do like surfer <laughs> and, and biker chick. Oh my god. Uh, let's go to the beach. Each, let's go get a wave. They say what they gonna say. Have a drink, clink. Found the Bud Light. Bad bitches like me is hard to come by. In honor of that beachy song, get the Bud Light, get the Bud, and enjoy your smoke break. It's the end of summer in our film, and Mac is the girl. Brady is the boy. She really wants to tell him something, but he kind of keeps getting distracted, especially when they come in from surfing. They're, you know, chatting, chatting. She's trying to tell him. They go inside to what we later find out to be her grandpa's house where she lives, and her grandpa is Barry Bostaff. Boswick. Boswick? Yeah. Boswick. Just confidently saying people's names wrong. I thought you were calling him like Ballstaff. Ballstaff. Like trying to be funny. I'm unwell. (laughs) I'm unwell today. I don't know why. Bostaff. Is that another person? I mean, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Barry Boswick. Yeah, Max Grandpa, also for Rocky Hora. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hora. I thought that Mac and Brady were just like best friends, kind of a Joey Dawson kind of thing going on. And then they started cuddling and, and smooching. I was like, oh, no, no, no. They are more than that. They are, they are quite smitten. And they're supposed to be middle school age, like just graduated middle school. And it kind of bugs me out that they're so committed and emotionally vulnerable with one another. It feels like a much older relationship because they keep saying that she's going away 
away for high school is like the plot point. Mm-hmm. But why didn't they make it that they were in high school and she had to leave for college then? Why did that's kind of what I thought it was. It was not that she was going to high school. She was going to a prep school for high school because that was the agreement she made with her aunt. The, the whole plot of this movie is so fucking weird. <laughs> it's also extremely complicated. The plot's so complicated, but the characters are all kind of dumbed down. Jordan Fisher, who you know I'm usually obsessed with, I was just like, okay, in this one. Oh, wow, that hurts. And he did not look like this fine Jordan Fisher self. I didn't even get butterflies when I saw him. Oh my God. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> Grandpa, who they also call Big Daddy, is watching this classic film from probably the 50s. And it's a surf musical film. And it's called Wet Side Story, which sounds like one of the pornos we should cover. Yes, it absolutely <laughs> does. I was shocked at that name. And it's basically the plot of West Side Story on a beach and there's surfers and bikers that are in a gang war over this space called Big Mamas that they all want to be their particular hangouts, even though everyone fits at Big Mamas and it's better for Big Mamas income. Yeah. So wait, Big Mamas in the movie. Yeah. The Big Daddies in real life. I don't know what's weirder. Option A, that this man loves this movie so much that he made people call him a name based off a character from that movie. Or option B, these kids just call him Big Daddy. Was that always his name like that was it's like an old timey is his first name big last name daddy big this is what happens to mr big he moved to this island (laughs) (laughs) it's better than him dying on that peloton (laughs) the peloton i don't listen i don't know if you're still watching this show i just watched the new one this morning jesus it is awful i mean i keep watching (laughs) i guess i'm the problem no i'm so grateful because i can't do it i can't i can't sit through it i love saw ramirez they were my favorite on Grey's anatomy but i don't know what the hell they're doing with this character Like sometimes they feel like the villain. Sometimes they feel like Miranda's the love of their life. Like, I don't know where they're going with this. I have a question. How do they deal with the Steve of it all? Like she and Steve broke up. Listen to me. It's awful. She just fucking threw him aside. And now they still kind of live together. And she's sleeping on the couch. And then they go to family therapy. And he said that he was going to get his own place. And now the scenes next week, she's like, when are you leaving? He's like, I'm not leaving. It's my home. (laughs) It's too much. But they didn't even like her go with Sarah Ramirez. And then Steve was like, okay, you know what? I want to do something good for me. Like his his last scene in the last season was him being like, I'm never taking this ring off. Marriage is forever. (laughs) This poor character. And everyone loves Steve. Yeah, I feel he's the fan favorite of all the guys. I'm really hoping because they, I don't know, they keep having weird moments with Miranda and and Che fight. I'm hoping Miranda comes to her senses, but I I don't know. There's quite a few uh, Broadway stars in there too. You have the one from Oklahoma who worked at the podcast Mm -hmm. place. Yep, yep, yep. And um, Christopher Jackson. He just dressed as George Washington on Halloween this last episode. Little Love that. Okay, then we meet Aunt Annette. Antoinette. Oh, Antoinette. I swear I thought this woman was Beethoven's mom from the movie Beethoven. Oh, shit. Sarah Whittle from Jumanji. Oh, shit. What's her name? Holly Hunter? Maybe. I thought it was Ramona from The Real Housewives of New York. (laughs) I don't know who that is, but... (laughs) They look a lot alike. Bonnie Hunt. Bonnie Hunt. She's an icon. I said, I can't believe they fucking got Barry Boswick and now Bonnie Hunt for this fucking movie. This tiny part. 
Just... I mean, I'm really shocked that Barry Boswick is in it because he probably had one day work. He did almost nothing in this film. They got a yeah. big name actor for an audience that doesn't know him and one day of work. He was like a day player. But he left his impression. Yeah, he's the best part. And then, okay, so the ants like, your mom's dead <laughs> and you made a deal to go to this prep school. So I'm here to make sure you're you're following your end of the bargain. But also there's a surfboard that's important to their family. I'm not sure why. That surfboard helped Big Daddy and Big Daddy's Big Daddy find their destiny. Oh shit, I get that. <laughs> This story is so complicated. And it's weird because the aunt is Big Daddy's daughter. And she's not about that life at all. She's business. She's like um, a Hallmark Christmas movie hot female CEO that needs to go to a small town and find love with a firefighter. You know what I mean? She's that character. It took me a long time to wrap my head around what was happening. (laughs) I'm still not sure if I know. (laughs) And it's weird because they kind of act like she has no choice. But then she's like, no, I have the choice. And of of course, Brady, the boy, Ross Lynch, is freaking out. He's like, what do you mean? Where are you going? Max says, my mother wrote this thing in her diary about how her greatest wish was for her daughter to be successful. And this is my way to be successful. And and my mom didn't get to go to college and I'm going to be able to. But it's so weird because you don't not go to college just because you stayed at your grandpa's place. Yeah. The only option for college isn't going to this high school. Right. And the mom also didn't go to college because she got pregnant with her so she feels guilty about that that's a bit much for a disney movie kind of deep yeah. like really not touched one again it is weird because she does want to go she kind of says yeah i want this i want this a lot and then i don't know at the end it feels like he, he kind of talked her out of it like it's weird she's gonna resent him so much <laughs> i mean like, I hope this is this is what Teen Beach Movie Two is about resentment. Oh shit! Teen Beach Movie Two: The Resentment. Yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> then she's like, "Well, I'm going to prep school," and he's like, "Well, we can stay in touch." And she's like, "No, we have to end it." <laughs> She's flat out like, I would never do that to you. So we can never talk again. Yeah. Girl, you okay? (laughs) She's so dramatic. Like, I love her acting, just kind of throwing her arms and being like, ah, I had no choice. I didn't know how to tell you. It's so intense. Everything is a 10. Her dialogue, her movements. She's just dramatic. That's her only quality (laughs) I can think of about her. I can't tell you anything else about this character. Is that she's just always dramatic. Yeah. And even when it's really like a basic concept, because then in the next scene, she basically has to leave the next day, right? And there's these crazy waves that are about to happen because there's a, a storm coming in. And she, as this act of defiance, says the next morning, you know what? I'm going to get out and ride these crazy waves. Even if I'm late, then I'll uh, just to say goodbye kind of thing. Everyone lifeguards are blowing their whistles. Big Daddy and Brady are watching. They're like, why isn't she paddling in? She's stubborn as fuck. And she's like, no, I have to ride this wave. Brady goes out in a fucking jet ski to help to hopefully save her because he's afraid she's going to die. And she's like, no, it's my only chance. You don't have to go away forever. Like, she's so extreme. I can't believe that surfboard is just, they said it just helped them find their destiny. It's like so vague. I can't believe that's all we get about that fucking surfboard. It sets off the It's magical. It's such a throwaway line, too. Yeah, I didn't catch it. They kept showing it, like zooming in on the surfboard. I said, okay, I guess that's something, but like, I don't know. (laughs) 
Yeah, and it glows. It does glow. And it's like, I don't know. So th- this magic surfboard, which helps the two grandpas find their destiny, <laughs> brings her into this movie world, which is yeah. not even into the movie that much. Maybe because they saw it the day before. Oh, God. It's really not clear. So she's into the surf world. And then we get surf crazy where we meet all the other surfers. We meet Tanner, who's like the lead surf guy. Okay, I love that actor. I think he fucking killed it. He was funny as fucking random moments. Garrett Clayton? Is that the name? think so. I think that's it. He had his wedding officiated by Alicia Silverstone. Oh. Isn't that awesome? From Clueless? Yeah. Wow. We meet some, I mean, honestly, the side characters are really not as developed as the other Disney Channel movies. I think that's it. All the other little surfers and the little bikers are really not explored that much. I think that's because it was such a difficult story to tell because there were so many weird details that they couldn't really save more time for those people. But I'm saying don't make it so difficult. Yeah. Oh, I agree. (laughs) And just build character, maybe. Jordan Fisher's there and he's called Sea Cat. He at first is like, who the fuck are these new people? I mean, he doesn't say fuck, but you know, they know that they're outsiders, but then they accept them pretty quickly. Brady loves the fact that they're in a musical number immediately and he knows all the dance moves and gets into it right away. Yeah, he loves these movies. So he is like helping her explain the world to her and being like, this is what we got to do. He knows all the songs. Yeah, he's in it. He's one of those awesome dancers. Like he's so, so talented in dance, but he goes for it so hard that I'm distracted by the faces he makes. And he's very theatrical and it's funny to see on film. Yeah, they have the same acting coach, him and the girl, because they're always... Okay, then the bikers show up and we meet Butchie. Butch or Butchie? I actually did not know his name. Okay. Well, you could pick whichever you guys prefer. Butchie. Butchie. And his little sister, Layla, who in Wet Side Story, she (laughs) falls off his... It sounds so gross. She falls off stage and Tanner, the surfer, catches her and they fall in love and it's about them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tony and Maria. Right. So then the, the the bikers come in and we get cruising for a bruising, which is called cruising. Wait. Cruising. Did you love this little dialogue that happened right before cruising for a bruising where they're fighting, you know, trying to intimidate each other, these two gangs. The lead surfer guy, Tanner, is like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, like 10 times in a row. And then he's all of a sudden goes, what? Like he said, what? Really high and weird. Did you notice that? <laughs> no, I zoned out. Like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. What? <laughs> it was the weirdest lines and the weirdest delivery. And it was so funny. <laughs> it was so strange. He was also a horse live. Remember that? He was Link. Mm-hmm. He's cute. Oh my God. Do you like him? I do. You should message him. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. <laughs> Cruising for a Bruising is the number that's basically all the bikers and Brady jumps in that really easily and really well, which is interesting because like this whole thing's about gangs. They weren't like, who's this guy? Yeah, right. Both of them don't know him. Aren't they suspicious? They're just like, oh, you have a jacket on. Okay, you're one of us. If I was in a gang, that's the first thing I would look for is someone I didn't recognize. As the scenes change, the two main characters are magically transported into different scenes of the film and in the appropriate clothes. So now they have their surfer clothes on and they hide their modern wetsuits. Oh, and this is where we get Layla, the sister of the main biker gang member, singing Falling For You. And this is supposed to be the moment where she falls into the arms of Tanner, the surfer guy, and they fall in love. But 
but instead our new friends distract them. Mac ends up knocking into the surfer guy and he ends up liking her and Layla falls off the stage into Brady's hands. So they fall in love with the wrong people. Not into his arms, into his hands. <laughs> Did I say hands? Yeah. So light. <laughs> like Thumbelina. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all of this happens at Big Mama's restaurant. That's where she comes in. I feel like we talked about her a bunch, but that's where she comes into this story. They barely show her, though. I really would love to know more about her. Really anything. I mean, I wanted her to have a song. Missed opportunity. Right. This is where it loses me completely. And I wish this whole storyline was cut out. These weird, mad scientists. <laughs> what the fuck is this about? Love him. Kevin Chamberlain. He's so good. I don't even know the other man. He looked like Cal from Titanic. I don't think it was him, but it looked like him. Wow. Billy Zane's hot. That's saying a lot. Billy Zane. Oh my God. You should message him. (laughs) 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 So they want beachfront property, but Big Mama said no. So they're creating a weather machine to make a big storm to clear her out and make her want to sell? I have no idea. (laughs) This is easily the most difficult part of the storyline. It feels like inception level difficult, like to just wrap your head around. I thought they want the property. They want to make a resort, but Big Mama won't sell. She owns all the beach, basically. They make this weather machine that's supposed to make it so there's no waves anymore. And because of that, there'd be no surfers. But then Uh they also say, oh, the surfers and the bikers would go away. But why would the bikers go away. It does not make sense. If you want no waves, like some beaches don't really have tons of waves, like whatever, but it seems odd that you would get rid of that feature if you want to build a resort. Honestly, it feels like someone was as high as we are right now (laughs) and they trapped them in a room with five minutes to write a movie. (laughs) And like, they just took whatever that person wrote and put it on film. Imagine there were characters like this in West Side Story. Like, what would... I thought they were just going to do West Side Story with this. It's crazy. And at the end of the movie, they have that moment where they find out they're in a movie. They're like, we're in a movie musical. And it kind of ends with them like, thinking about it. I'm like, oh no, they're going to be in the sequel with like a like... But do you know what's also weird? So, the two leads, they realize that the way that they're going to leave this place is that they're going to go out on their surfboard, their magical surfboard, which there's only one also confusing. And there's supposed to be a big storm at the end. As long as the two movie main characters... Lila and Tanner, this plan works out and they end up averting the the evil scientists' plans. Holy shit, that's a mouthful. So the whole reason that they're concerned about all this is because they think that's their only way to leave this magical movie world. Is that the whole reason they built in these weather-manipulating billionaires and scientists? Why can't it just be like, oh, we have to correct things by the third sunset, like Little Mermaid, something like that. We would have the same time, like you're in a time crunch. Or the whole time they could have been like, we don't really know how to get out. We're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. And then in the end, when they make friends with everybody and they have a great time, then everyone's surfing, she falls and they're back. Yeah. It just felt like that was maybe what they were trying to explain, but it just makes it so much more difficult. That's the thing. I know High School Musical was was bad too, but it didn't, it wasn't as confusing as this. <laughs> there could be entire college courses on it. <laughs> like a movie called Teen Beat <laughs> should not be this fucking... <laughs> Sounds like the working title. Like they went with that. Yeah. <laughs> like we are two capable adults. We should be able to figure <laughs> out the plot of this film. And I got to tell you, I'm not any closer. <laughs> 
I have so many questions. Oh, God. So anyway, Brady and Mac are like, we got to try to set things right. We have to make them fall in love again to get things back on track. But also, Brady's kind of into her, into Layla. Like, he's enjoying the- Oh, totally. Totally, totally. And I feel like later on, Mac is into Tanner. Yeah, they all kind of form bonds with each other. Okay, then we get Meant to Be, which is my favorite song. I thought, I mean, and thank God I loved it because I repeated it like two other times. Yeah, it was pretty. Very like Beat Boys vibe when all the chorus comes in and very, uh, I kind of wish the whole movie was like that song. Like that's what I wanted from Teen Beach movie was that section. You had this nice song and this nice vibe of, oh, we're going to do West Side Story on the beach. They could have word for word, scene for scene copied West Side Story. The biker girl could have been like, I feel surfy when she's like discovering she wants to surf. Not I feel surfy. (laughs) It could have been genius. Damn, if we had merch, I would make an I feel surfy (laughs) shirt. That's the summer line, honey. Summer line. Summer line. (laughs) Resort wear. (laughs) I feel surfy. I feel surfy. Just like that weird magic surfboard, this smoke break has helped generations of my family find their destiny. So make sure to have a hit, take a drink, eat a snack, whatever helps you get to the end of this movie. They're afraid that they are disappearing into the film because their modern clothes that they left on the side disappeared. Sometimes I feel like they're worried if they don't fix this in time, they'll be stuck in the movie. And then sometimes I'm like, if they don't fix this in time, they're going to disappear. I feel like it goes back and forth. That's a really good point. I forgot that they introduced that idea and then just nothing happened with it. Yeah. I was like, wait. Was this written during the writer's strike? (laughs) (laughs) Who did this? They show to the strike people and be like... If we don't have writers, this is what will happen. Truly. <laughs> Movies like this. This way writers count. Was this the first version of AI writing? <gasps> you know what? It feels like AI where it's the vibe of what it should be. But like when you listen to yes. signs in the language, it doesn't make sense. It's just gibberish. That's actually a really good conspiracy theory. Where's my phone? <laughs> hey, Siri. Was Teen Beach Movie created by AI? It just took me to the Wikipedia. <laughs> Listen, we got to stop making fun of AI. My Alexa is going to strangle me. I see it looking at me over there. (laughs) (laughs) I like this moment. The one biker girl in the group who has the really big poof. She is, uh-huh. she's in the Pitch Perfect movies. I recognized her and she's funny as fuck and so beautiful. The one biker girl is teasing the other girl's hair and she's like, how high do you want me to go? And she's like, tell your ears pop. And I really liked that interaction. Yeah, I wanted more of them. She was great. She had almost no lines and stole the show. It had very Grease yeah. vibes. I was confused by their accents for sure. Oh, that's what confused you. <laughs> 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 yeah, if that was just a little more solidified, I think I would have got it. Yeah, that was that's in the end tied it all together. Okay, so we and then the boys are hanging out and Brady goes with the boys to try to do some work to get them back to fall in love. Yeah, so then we get like me. Oh, we also get the weird fucking joke. He goes up to Jordan Fisher. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm throwing things with a slingshot at these birds. They're so angry. And Ross Lynch is like, angry birds? That's a, oh, never mind. (laughs) 
was Angry Birds that popular in that moment that it had to be said? That's an awful joke. It's so bizarre. Jordan Fisher played it really serious too. He did. <laughs> Mac and Brady are kind of freaking out because they just don't seem to be making any progress. It seems like a lot of filler now. They really want to get these two main movie characters back together. Ooh, also at the sleepover, there was a moment between Leela and Mac, the two girls, that I thought they were going to hook up. Ooh. It got very sensual. No, that's like not the right word. <laughs> Looking in each other's eyes and, and just encouraging each other and being vulnerable with each other, telling secrets. And I know that's part of being friends. That is sensual. It <laughs> felt sensual. Yeah, it was just, I for a minute I was like, wait a minute, is this Kay? <laughs> I got excited. Oh, but we get to find out in that, in that very... Um, sensual scene that Layla really wants to surf. Right. I don't know why I paused her dramatic effect after that. Because <laughs> she feels surfy. <laughs> right, right. She feels surfy. <laughs> she feels surfy. Okay, then we go back to the scientists. They're still trying to make the weather change permanent. Like, I don't even understand. I don't get, like, I thought these were all the plans and then they just, like, bring up reasons plans aren't working, but then I don't think they really even show us how they fix the plan. Yeah, it's really just feels like filler, but they're not even like funny scenes. It's really just like them talking about like this machine. Earlier on, they described the one villain and they're like, he's English, but he's from Pittsburgh. What? <laughs> and then they gave him the name of a French cheese. I mean, I feel like this world is in a weird magical place. I can't believe Pittsburgh exists in this. <laughs> it's just why are all those things coming together? The joke is funny at first, but then I'm like, but why is he French also? Yeah. I didn't get it. Part of the story is also that Mac and Brady need to get Leela and Tanner into the lighthouse because what ends up happening in the film is that they discover the mad scientists and the real estate dude's plans. They stop this horrible weather ending device. Yeah. So if they don't get the couple back together too, they can't go home. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I'm just reiterating. <laughs> I actually think I didn't like this movie. I think it hit me. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, I think I agree. Now that we're talking about it. It's just in. I think this movie sucks. <laughs> I don't think I've ever changed midway like this before, but this movie blows. <laughs> I'm so sorry to the Huff family. Oh God, they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Also, they have this thing where they, they their hair doesn't get wet because of the movie, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's them getting immersed in the world and that makes them scared because they feel like they're farther from their real lives. Uh-huh. And we get this song called Can't Stop Singing because she couldn't stop singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's basically all it's about. I actually remember that song. It was so underwhelming. <laughs> So they get kidnapped. The scientists kidnap them. Let's move this along. Why did the scientists kidnap them? Because they found out that they were from a real world trying to break up their movie. And that... What? <laughs> <laughs> what is the plot? I want to cry. <laughs> I feel like I'm writing a thesis. <laughs> I'm so sad right now. <laughs> Why isn't it over? When can this end? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We have a duty to fulfill. Okay, so they're kidnapped. They're tied up. They sing me meant to be reprised. <laughs> <laughs> And before that, they try to get Leela and Tanner together because now that they know Leela wants to surf, Mac is like, I know, I'll get Tanner to teach you. So right. both 
Brady and Mac are like, oh, we'll tell them to meet us here, but then we won't show up. And those two will just get together. And that's exactly what happens. And they're just so into each other. That might have been my favorite scene. Them falling in love finally? Yeah, the two movie characters falling in love because they made them so silly and dumb and happy. And I don't know, it was kind of cute. Like I felt like both actors, I was like, oh, work. This is good. Mine was the credits. <laughs> well, the credits had bloopers and I love bloopers. Oh, I did not stay for the bloopers. You're gonna have oh, to shit. Uh, okay, so they, they're like, okay, now we're in love. We have to do the right thing and tell Brady and Mac that we're in love now. And they go to search for them and they find a flower headband which i guess is significant and i don't remember from any other place in the film and she's like this no was... it's it's max and tanner made it for her oh i missed that <laughs> so he's like someone killed mac <laughs> <laughs> no they're like oh they must they knew immediately they must be taken to the scientist place like how do they well, it was like they realized there was something that went wrong and they were like, oh, they're in trouble. We need to get help. So then they go to all the other bikers and surfers. And this is where they create that like beautiful bonding moment where all the gang members are friends now. Oh, that's where they create that beautiful bonding moment. <laughs> <laughs> that's when they did it. And <laughs> I was curious. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to pump this up. <laughs> you're doing so well. You're doing so well. You're doing so well. We're almost at the end. Uh, what happens then? Okay, they all team up and then Oh, oh, oh and, and they're all on the beach running together, and then they see the lightning come out of the lighthouse, which is where the fucking mad scientist and the other dude are, and they're like, they must be in there. So then they know where to go and they go there. But otherwise they were just running around. Also, when they're tied up, Mac confesses that she doesn't really want to go to this prep school anymore yeah because why because this movie taught her she should have fun <laughs> <laughs> well she the whole movie has been telling leela like do what you want it's for you and leela's like i want to surf and that i guess touches mac because she just wants to surf and she realizes she's giving up on her surfing and her brady and her big papa if she goes to prep school for aunt antoinette so she feels like a coward. Okay. <laughs> oh, she's over it now. <laughs> she says now she's glad they got stuck in the movie. Yeah, she loves it. Okay, and then everyone breaks in and they save them. Kevin Chamberlain, though, is fucking perfect. When the bikers are dramatically erasing his chalkboard full of calculations and he's just screaming bloody murder. Yes. Listen, I love Kevin Chamberlain. I wish they just gave him something better. Yeah, same. He made something out of shit, which says a lot. Yeah. Okay, then they pretty much take their goodbyes on the beach they trade some necklaces wait <laughs> so they're like trying to save them right <laughs> the bikers and the surfers and uh-huh they they untie Leland, i mean uh mac and brady and they're all like fucking everything up but they can't figure out how to turn the main part of the machine off and then Layla, she lets out this big stream of consciousness about, oh, I know exactly what that is. It's like a blah, 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 blah. And it's all this intense technical jargon about motorcycle engines. And she's like, it's just like a motorcycle engine. And her brother's like, oh, I've got these fat sausage fingers. I can't do it. And she's like, but I can with her little fingers. I don't remember any of this. <laughs> all I wrote down for this whole section is they burst in and save them. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so insane. <laughs> 
this point, I didn't give two fucks about anything that was happening. It was so random every single moment. And then it's all about to blow and everyone runs away and they leave the scientist and the real estate guy there to die. I would assume, like, I would think if this is going to blow up, those guys are going to die. Luckily for them, they just shoot out of the sky. And later on, we find we see them in the ocean and, and they're talking about like, oh, shit, we're in a movie. But to those kids, surely they would have thought they would have killed those men. Yeah, that's cutthroat. They were like, let's murder. <laughs> didn't even look back. They just did a big finale number. They didn't give two shits. No, not at all. <laughs> okay, so now they are on the beach, right? They're saying their goodbyes? Yeah, yeah. And the movie's back on track. Mm-hmm. And they realize they have to ride the big wave to get back home. Which yeah. I understand why they just couldn't do that from the beginning. That was it from the beginning. But they knew that this big wave wouldn't come if the storm didn't happen. And the storm wouldn't happen if the mad scientist had ended the weather. I thought they wanted to create weather to shut down the restaurant. No, they wanted no waves on the ocean. They wanted no weather. (laughs) (laughs) Who creates a weather machine to stop weather? People create a weather machine to bring on weather. <laughs> okay, so they, they, they're they trying to ride this big wave. They Oh, they do ride the big wave. They get back. Wait, but, the, but before that, they have a dramatic, loving goodbye scene. And, and everyone's like friends forever. And Layla gives Mac a necklace. Yeah. And they're like friends forever. Then they leave. <laughs> but no one thinks it's weird as well. They just like paddle out and they just all watch them and they're like, bye. Yeah. Why do they think they're leaving through the ocean? How do you explain to someone like you're a movie, you're not real? That's got to be a lot to take in. They were just like, cool. I don't even think they explained it. They didn't explain it. So they just told these people, okay, we're going to go out into the wave and disappear. Which is even weirder. But I think they had to tell them because there's a sequel where they go into the real world to find them. Why wouldn't they show us them telling them? I'm thinking we missed it. It's possible. Well, anyway, they get back home. (laughs) She tells Aunt Amelia she's staying put. That's not her name. (laughs) Maria, how do you say it? Antoinette. When they come back, they're in the exact moment right before like the big wave in in present day was happening. So she goes out and does that big wave, even though I'm pretty sure it's still unsafe. Ross Lynch, Brady is on his jet ski and he's like, you can do this one without me. I I won't try to protect you. And she's like, well, if I did need protecting, I'd want it to be you. Yeah. And she rides that wave and everyone's like, wow. And she still has the necklace from Leela. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The board is glowing. She comes back to the beach from that massive wave. And Aunt Antoinette is irate. She's like, you're late for our flight, for your registration. And she's like, no, I'm going to stay here for high school because I love it here. I love surfing. I love Brady. I love Big Papa. Yeah. She's just like, okay. Bye. (laughs) After all that. Okay, cool. Okay. And here's what confused me. Because they're in the real world Uh where they don't sing. And at the end, they're like, oh, you're saying. What do you want to do now? And she's like, sing. And then they all sing this finale choreograph finale yeah bring back any of the characters since it's like not their reality anymore i mean this is obviously a finale i was a little surprised that we didn't see all of them come in for like the grand finale dance number that's such a good point instead they had big papa do a chorus yeah and it was just kind of a bunch of dancers who we've never really seen before that's such a good point i think you'd be a good voice in the room for like does this make sense in the world what would that job be i don't know some kind of writer well 
if anyone's looking. And we do get bloopers and we get the final scene of the kids from the 50s movie coming back into the modern world. They just wash up on the ocean and this random surfer guy finds them and he's like, do you guys want to use my phone? You look lost. And his phone is just a, it's just an old iPhone with a picture of Justin Bieber on it. They give us no context. It just has Justin Bieber on it. I didn't even watch these bloopers. I was like, I cannot even imagine what this group of people think is funny. But it wasn't the blooper. That was the final scene with all of the the kids coming back to the modern day after the dance number they did that yeah oh i thought it ended with the dance number dance number bloopers this final scene oh like a post credit yeah a little bit but then there were more credits after it was weird okay maybe that's where marvel got the idea from (laughs) i think so damn i gotta tell you i didn't like this I thought I had, I was like, oh, there's cute moments. And there are cute moments. There's good performances. It's funny to see a random musical. It's an AI musical. I think that is what I'm going to go with. It is an AI musical. That's really what it feels like. That being said, I will be watching Teen Beach Movie 2. Yeah, I am curious. Even though I had a miserable time, I'm still curious like where this could go. Oh, 100%. This was really trying. It was like a mental workout. I think we learned a lot about plot holes. I'm exhausted. I really, I feel like I was doing those dances on the beach and my body is falling apart. I don't think I can even be witty for this ending. I think we just got to say, just keep chilling. Like we're beat. Yeah, just keep chilling. High Flying Adored is hosted by us, Mikey and Grace. It's produced by us, Grace and Mikey. Special thanks to Andy Mowat for our kick-ass theme song. Please rate and review us on whatever platform you're streaming this on. While you're at it, please follow our Instagram, High Flying Adored. That's flying with no G. Email us at highflyingadoredpodcast at gmail.com. We love you. We love you. Thanks for listening. We love you. 